Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, it's our Super Bowl recap. Super Bowl 52 is over, we have a winner, and we have a loser. We're going to recap the whole game, the halftime show, and reveal the results, the contentious results, of our Super Bowl prop bet challenge. It's a can't-miss episode, it's going to start for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 103, recorded February 8th, 2018, Super Bowl 52, very offensive. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that can and will talk about anything. I'm Sean Jenks, joined as always by my co-host, uh, a man who is clearly the MVP of this show, uh, at least until next time when he's my backup. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Hello there, um, Mr. Sean Jennings. How are we doing today? I am. I Matt, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than here on the show with you. So doing wow. doing fantastic. It's a great day in Up for Debate Town. It sure is. Uh, um, we just had the Super Bowl. Uh, we're ready to talk about it today. We're ready to. Uh, I'm ready to claim victory at least. Um, I wouldn't yet. And uh, I hoist would my trophy. Hold off. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're rapidly approaching a Dewey defeats Truman moment, so hold mm. your horses. Okay. But we will get to that in a second, Matt. Before we uh, get into tonight's episode, I do want to remind everybody to go check out episode 102, which is the one before this one where we actually preview the game. You can hear how bad our opinions are. You can hear what we think the XFL needs to do to be a success. That was a hoot. And you can hear how we made all the bets we'll be recapping tonight. If you haven't listened to it yet, stop listening to this one. Listen to 102, then come back to this one, uh, and you'll be glad you did. Now, Matt, before we get into the prop bets, I think uh, maybe we should open up the show just by recapping our overall thoughts on on the big game. The big game. Uh, what what did you think? Did it live up to... If Now, if I remember correctly from our last episode, you had zero excitement. Your ideal situation was that it was canceled and neither team won. <laughs> so did it live up to your bottom-of-the-barrel expectations? Well, living up to my shitty expectations, it's pretty easy to do. Um, but the way that this Super Bowl exceeded my expectations, Sean, is something that um, I didn't expect in my wildest dreams. Um, it honestly was a great game. It was a, it was a very good game. Uh, it had really a tremendous amount of excitement from beginning to end. Um, at least much more exciting, I thought, really, than the previous two Super Bowls. Um, maybe even the previous three Super Bowls. But um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a pleasure to watch. Pleasure to watch, for sure. Um, I know that it may not have been the outcome that you desired, being a being a um, New Englander and fan of the New England team, right? Yep. Uh, you know, I well, Matt, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. I was pretty neutral on the Super Bowl. I really wasn't, like, yeah, I'm a little bummed, but I just, like, I didn't even watch that much. I wasn't even into football that much this year, so I wasn't, like, the, the difference with the team... Last year, when they played the Falcons, it was Deflategate year. Tom didn't play for the first four uh, games, and we had Garoppolo in there and Brissett. And then you had Tom Brady coming back, and he was putting up great numbers. The playoffs were exciting. 
uh, and you get to the game and with the Falcons, which hadn't been to the Super... You know, there was just a lot more excitement around it for me. This one, I just was so blah on, mainly because I just think I knew the Patriots were a blah team. They weren't... They, they you know, it's not like they were going to blow them out or anything. Um but I will agree with you. I mean, you know, you look at this game over, that's where the title very offensive comes from. Uh, the offenses in this game were just bananas. Over 1,000 yards of combined off. More yards of offense in this game than any other game in NFL history, postseason and regular season. Um, mm. It was from the first minute to the last minute. I think that's one of the things that bummed me out about the last Super Bowl is, yeah, the comeback was good, but it was really only good in the fourth quarter in overtime. The first half was not a good football game to watch. It really wasn't. Because um, it wasn't that... It, it was the thrill of the comeback that was exciting, and I'll agree with you. I would say yeah. the last Super Bowl as exciting as this one for me was probably Patriots-Seahawks, which was not one, two, three ago. That was a pretty compelling game. It was very close throughout, back and forth. But not a lot of Super Bowls. They tend not... They're very low-scoring affairs. This was, I think, one of the highest-scoring Super Bowls ever. Patriots set a record for scoring more points... And losing than any other team in Super Bowl history. Um, or maybe even, yeah, and, and maybe it was all postseason history. Um, so it was absolutely an extremely exciting games. Both offenses were on fire. It was it was fun to watch the back and forth. I wish it had been a little closer. You gotta remember, Patriots didn't take the lead at any point in the game until like the third, mid to late third quarter when they went up by one. So it was it was technically one-sided most of the game, but overall it was exciting. Um, and it's you know a lot of fun, fun offense to watch. Yeah, um, no, that that's a pretty good summary of this game. I, I like the, the consistency, that this was an exciting game to watch all the way through. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, Patriots were always close. I think they actually led at one point in the game Yeah. Um, very briefly. Yeah. But they were always always very close within range. Uh, how about those plays? How about the, uh, the Philly special they're coming to call it? Oh, that was very yeah. Um, I mean, Doug Peterson, give 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 him a lot of credit on on not just that. I mean, it was a lot of great plays to be honest throughout the whole game. I think that was a a particular highlight. But um, you know, when the Patriots tried their Philly special, Brady couldn't 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 bring it in. Um, although I I will give Tom Brady a little bit of credit. That ball was not Foles' ball was thrown much better than the one that was thrown at Brady. So, you know, sorry, Tom. Yeah, um, I mean, just the, the fact that they both that both teams tried the same play, um, not the same play, but like um, very very similar play to each other. Um, I thought that was pretty gutsy, tremendously yep. gutsy call on the part of the Eagles. But, yep. uh, well, yeah. that's one of the things that really partly lost the Falcons the Super Bowl last time was. Uh, very conservative play calling. They were punting, and they mm-hmm. were they were kicking field goals instead of going for it late in the game. And it was just a lot of bad play calling towards the end of end of that Super Bowl. So it was nice to see this one on both teams was pretty consistent to the end um, th- throughout. Yeah, it's really not something that you can do against the Patriots. Uh, play conservative. No, you got got to keep that pedal to the metal. <laughs> got to keep got to keep the the gas Ooh. going. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the halftime show? Oh boy, Matt, I am legitimately torn because when I watched it the first time, I was not really paying super close attention because I was like trying to write down the set list like in real time so I could tweet about it. Mm. And so I wasn't like super focused. 
on everything that was happening. So I went back and I rewatched it. I liked it a lot more the second time, you know. I'm genuinely getting to the point where I feel the Super Bowl halftime show is one of the most thankless jobs in entertainment. <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of being an award show host. It's like, you can't win. You can't win. We talked about this in our award show episode. You can't win doing that. You just can't. There's such a small window of success in doing these types of events that there's such a focus and such a hype, and it's surrounded by the game. I genuinely feel if this was a Justin Timberlake concert that I'd bought a ticket to, I would have been very happy. I, mm. I really do, because I do think it was a decent show. The problem is it wasn't like big Super Bowl halftime. It was pretty mild for a halftime. No big set pieces, no big visual effects. And he didn't even sing through most of it, which was crazy to me. He he, the, It was the background vocals for half of it. And he would just jump in with a line or two on the mic. So, no, it wasn't an insane Super Bowl performance, but I enjoyed it. I would say they're been worse. It was better than Paul McCartney on a stool doing acoustic guitar. <laughs> but I've definitely seen better. So, you know, good, not great. Solid, acceptable. I don't know, Matt. What did yeah, you think? And that's that's something that I had trouble, you know, trying to explain to people that were kind of hating on it a little bit. I talked to some people at work about it, and uh, they, yeah, they, they were like, oh, you know, that was the worst halftime show I've ever seen. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, he didn't really sing. Or um, well, he, he sang in, like, bits and pieces. Um, and they didn't, uh, they weren't, weren't crazy about the, uh, they thought it was a little bit jarring how he, how frequently he switched songs. And I was like, well, did you, have you watched the Super Bowl recently? That's like, it, the artists, they kind of do this, like, pastiche kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they basically sing a medley of their previous songs and, of course, the um, the new songs as well that they're trying to promote. Um, but that's that really is the the new style of um, the new style of of halftime show is really making these uh, doing doing this like little bits and pieces kind of thing. Um, and as for the, the lack of singing, I, I think he really, like GT, uh, I think first and foremost is definitely a, a dancer, choreographer. Yeah. And I have no complaints about his uh, his dancing uh, oh, he was great. abilities. His dance moves were very good. Phenomenal. Did those little boy so, band moves. It was very, very yeah. nice. Um. No, a little disappointed that you lost that. That that I was really kind of hoping that Instinct was going to show up. Well, that was for for me. If I could give any one piece of feedback on this performance, and I think this is true for all Super Bowl halftimes, I'm really on board with more than one artist. I went back today because I rewatched the Justin Timberlake one for when we get to the prop points, and uh, in the suggested feed, they had a couple. Of, so I was watching a couple of the old ones, seeing like comparing them. And I rewatched the Coldplay one, which at the time, if I remember correctly, I was a little lukewarm on. I said it was good, eh, wasn't awesome. I really enjoyed it more this time. And specifically because, if you remember, that was the one where they had uh, Bruno Mars come in and they had Beyonce come in. And they did their little sing-off and it was a mix of genres. And I really, you know, going back more than 10 years ago, the Super Bowl used to be three to four artists performing during the halftime. And it was only after that that they really went to the one-artist format. And I don't really like it. I think it's very hard for one performer to hold 13 minutes of your attention with their song catalog. 
And I think someone like Katy Perry is able to do it well because, A, Katy Perry has more, was it, she holds, or she's tied with Michael Jackson for the most number one songs off of a single album. I mean, she's got a lot of hits, and her show was very visually exciting, which Timberlake's was not. Not a lot of effects, not a lot of big set pieces, it was very mild. And that's why I think it just ended up coming off as a little flat, because there wasn't a lot of dimension to it, because it was only him for 13 minutes. I wish he'd brought in one or two other artists. I think it really would have brought it to another level, and I hope in future Super Bowls, they do more of that. Yeah. Um, totally agree with you there. Uh, I, I, I kind of, kind of wish that, I mean, well now, let me ask you this though. Who would you have stuck with, um, with JT on that stage? Who do you think you would have brought out as a, uh, as a, um, guest star, shall we say? I think it's a good question. I, my first thought is in sync. Uh, you know, whether those guys are cool with it or not, I think that would have been really, you know, again, we remember when Beyonce brought out Destiny's Child when she did her halftime. Um, and I think that was a really neat moment. So I would have enjoyed that. On top of that, jeez, um, again, you got to talk about someone who even like a Bruno Mars, I think I know he's done it a zillion times, but I still think that would have been exciting. I mean, he just won a bunch of Grammys for his new album, come out to 24K Magic. And um, I think that would have been would have been very exciting to do, watch him and Justin Timberlake going back and forth. That would have been great. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I don't really know modern music that well. So I'm just thinking of like artists like Kendrick Lamar. I don't know. Just chance the rapper people I've heard of, um, I think would have been neat. I just, I, but I, but don't get too pop people. I like the genre mix up. I like doing Coldplay and Bruno Mars. Like that's funky. That's fun. Like we're mixing it up. We're trying something different. Um, so I, I think there needs to be some, some variety in there. I don't know. What about you? Who would, who would you throw in there? Um, Janet Jackson. Yeah. No, <laughs> no honestly, I think I, it would I mean, have been a cool moment, but they can really only yeah. get away with like one song and it would have been, I think, distracting from the performance. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, also she really hasn't done much with her career since then. Right. So yeah, it, it would have just been brought out for novelty. Right. Or it might it might be like a um, like a like kind of an fu moment to the NFL, and I don't think that that's at all what what JT was about yep. that night. As a matter of fact, he definitely um, he kind of lampshaded that whole controversy. If you notice um, the moment that he um, the moment that in the moment in the song is the final verse when he says, "Bet I'll have you naked by the end of this song." At that moment when he sang it, Rock Your Body, this time around, which was the first song he, he premiered, um, he froze right before he said that. And that was where he said, uh, he said, uh, he was like, oh, nah, or something like that. And yep. he transitioned into the next song. Yep. Or he was like, wait a minute, or something like that. Yep. So um, I think he was, like, I, I think he was really going for the more, like, I'm over this kind of, I'm more mature now. Mm hmm approach um and i don't i think trotting out janet jackson would have just reminded people of uh, of that moment you know even more you know what would have been great pink saying the hey, national anthem would that would have been fun she was already there well she had a cold well but they, you know they book them so far in advance they would you know now we can say that's a bad but but no i mean i don't know i again you didn't need the biggest star in the world to come out and and be yeah. 
be be excited but i i just i don't know i just think i just think hooking it up on one person you you have to get the right person and it's so difficult yes yeah it's uh it's a challenge to to find artists that mesh and artists that uh artists that um will kind of appeal to uh different audiences too yeah it's pretty difficult to to consider and um, yeah, last I, I guess they just couldn't bottle the the magic that they had that last Super Bowl with uh, Coldplay, Bruno Mars, and Beyonce. Yeah, I think it was more it was more in the lines of Lady Gaga was last year than it was like Coldplay or you know just some of the more dynamic performances. Hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Now. Um, Let's see. Was it was uh, the commercials, Matt? Did were there any particular commercials that you were you were fans of? Obviously, a big part of the the big um, game. Some weird commercials this year. Some really like out of left field stuff. Mm. Uh, bizarre. I I was quite partial on the. Uh, I guess the Peter Dinklage. Um, with uh, Morgan Freeman and the Doritos. Morgan Freeman mashup. Not just. I mean, the commercial itself was silly and goofy and whatever. But I, I really liked. Pepsi, it was Pepsi, right? That was the Mountain Dew. The ad, if I remember correctly. Oh, Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, which, which, by the way, I just do want to point out, it was a Mountain Dew Ice, and it is a clear lemon lime drink. Uh, they just invented Sierra Mist, so which is confusing. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. But anyway. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I was, I was pretty uh, keen on on their approach. Um. Not just the, the goofiness of it, but the fact that they split their brand and marketed it on the same commercial. They kind of basically got two commercials for the price of one. I sure. thought that was very smart. Sure. Very, very smart on their part. Um, didn't really quite understand the um, Keanu Reeves car commercial. Um, or no, it wasn't a car commercial. He was actually... It was actually a uh, website. It was um, what's that? That website designing. Uh, uh, Squarespace. Square, Squarespace. It was Squarespace. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really didn't really get that one. Um, didn't really do it for me. Kind of kind of random. Uh, babies trying to sell us phones by talking about uh, equal rights and equal pay. Oh yeah, we gotta. Oh Mike, just. Mm-hmm. Kind of odd, an odd moment there. I can't. We um, talked about this last week with the like inspirational commercials. You yeah, know the uh, like diversity Martin commercials. Martin King tried to sell oh, me a truck. Oh God! Oh, it was so or like the all the Toyota uh, disability commercials and the Coca Cola one, where it's like, oh, I'm Muslim mm-hmm. and I'm going to hand a Coke to somebody in a wheelchair, and it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> stop! Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. It was just completely unnecessary. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was bad. On the pro side again, though. Um, uh, Dave, Danny DeVito was an Eminem. I thought that I actually thought that was funny. I actually thought that They're those pretty, are the I like the, cool. the goofy, funny commercials. Yeah, and and I I think I feel like there used to be more of those. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah, well, remember like I, uh, I like the silly ones. Yeah, you know, Waz up. And, yeah. yeah, 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 Bud Wiser. Yeah, and the um, the Doritos commercials with uh, the the um, the referees were like zebra. They would like make fun of the referees. They yeah. all be zebras. 
It was silly, like actually like silliness. One of them, they, the guy invented the time machine or something. Yep. Yeah, no, those were great. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not a not like a huge fan of, of a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them were just movies coming out. A lot of that trailers. Were, like a lot of a lot of trailers and a lot of commercials for the Winter Olympics. Yes, NBC was going nuts with Winter really Actually, all their shows. Olympics. I mean, they were really hammering it. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Who the hell cares about the Winter Olympics, honestly? But uh, I mean, I guess there are some people out there who who get excited for them, but just because they're on your network. Yeah. Gosh. Well, that's that's the advantage. You know, things. Super Bowl's expensive, but that's the advantage you get to advertise during it for free. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll say I thought the the Amazon one with Alexa with, with the celebrities doing the Alexa voice was um, was good. I enjoyed oh, that. That was great. Yeah, that was fun. Really, really good. Uh, the Tide, I think, was kind of the big hit where they had the commercials um, sprinkled throughout that this is a Tide ad. Yeah, I thought that was clever. Um, and uh, I, yeah. Bud Light, yeah, that reminded me of, of uh, Budweiser. Or Bud Light had um had the the Bud uh, Knight, the Knights, yeah, the Bud Knight. Yeah, was, that was that was a pretty good slow burn. I, I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't long... really sure where they were going with that, and then um and then they they did that. Uh, they had that moment. It's the Bud Knight. I was like, oh, okay. Gotcha. As long as I never have to hear anyone say "dilly dilly" ever again. No, what it's the dead. Hell? It's what, over. That... Shut it down. Oh, man. <laughs> so bad. That was awful. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think one commercial I really liked that I haven't found anyone else that who really liked it was the uh, Dundee fake movie for Australia Tourism. Do you remember this one? The, the fake Dundee movie with Danny McBride and Chris Helmsworth. Uh, oh, yes. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I fell for We're it. Actually... I totally fell for it. I thought it was a real that movie. Was... Oh, that was I, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be a real movie. I thought it was going to be a, another goddamn tie ad. Oh, sure. The fact that they transitioned it into a, a legitimate um, tourism ad for Australia. Thought oh, that was that was great because you don't really see too many of those. No, uh, in the Super Bowl. No, it was very clever. Um, and 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 it, they did a very nice job. So I thought that was good execution on that one. Hmm. But. That was, uh, yeah, that was a part of the Super Bowl. Indeed. I, what I would like to do is, I'd like to, um, I'd like to see a complete list of Super Bowl ads, and and maybe just go through and try to pick like a best of, like a like a top ten, sure, um, list of of all, all through the years, and then just try to like gauge the decade. Mm-hmm. You know, see which which decade had the best Super Bowl ad. Well, I mean, as so many. Cl- I mean, of course, the 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 one of the most famous ads of all time, Apple nineteen eighty four, yeah, um, was a Super Bowl ad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some um, Pepsi Taste of a New Generation premiered uh, during the Super Bowl, which was quite iconic. Uh, there there are a number of them. I mean, it was it was quite large. The other thing. I'll also uh, point out from the Super Bowl was the sort of surprise drop of the new Cloverfield movie on Netflix. Yeah, which was which um, was they they you know it's crazy a trailer for nobody had even heard of the movie. There was no tra- they just they dropped the trailer. Go watch it now. It's available right now. Crazy. 
Yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Not to mention the the Cloverfield show, right? It was like a show, like a mini show or something. No, that's what I'm talking about. The it's a movie. It's on Netflix. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Oh, um, they also teased the uh, the Star Wars movie. They did Solo. Solo. Yep. Yeah. Very famous. Yep. Um. And uh, I, I guess that's that's got to be the new, like, kind of the new trend is uh, just dropping shows. I, I mean, it worked for Beyonce, right? She just dropped her, just dropped her album out of nowhere, and people went nuts about that, about uh, yeah. Lemonade. Well, that's how you get buzz. So, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think we'll see a lot more in future Super Bowls with movies. Not that they're releasing a lot more bigger hits in the in the March, April, May time frame. Uh, it used to be a bit of a yeah. dead zone for movies. We're seeing a lot more big budget films coming out then, and the Super Bowl is a perfect place. I mean, we saw a trailer for uh, the Avengers movie, and that's not coming out till I think late May, early June. So, you know, I think we'll we'll continue. It'll turn into a bigger and bigger platform for for movies. Yeah, yeah, well, really exciting stuff. Yeah, kind of can't wait to see what um what becomes of it. That's right. Uh. Now, Matt, would you like anything else you'd like to say about the game overall before we pivot into our prop bets? Um, no, not really. Just that it was, it was, it, it beat all my expectations for sure. It was really the total opposite. I mean, if you go back and, and listen to uh, the crap I was saying last week, I, I thought this was going to be the, the defensive battle of the century. Um, and I really couldn't have been more wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an offensive shootout. Uh, from the get-go. But um, exciting game um, up until the very end. Uh, I I don't really know how. I'm still trying to kind of piece it together, but the Eagles pulled it off, and uh, somehow the city is still standing. Barely. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> very true. Well, uh, you know, Matt, the, the Super Bowl may have been exciting, but we had an even more exciting game going on off the field. Uh, and that was, of course, our Super Bowl Prop Bets Challenge number three. Last week, we picked a number of fun and funky bets about the Super Bowl. It's our third time, Matt. You've won the last two. Uh, I was in it for revenge this time. We live-tweeted the whole game at UpForDebate.tv on Twitter. Uh, that was a lot of fun as, as the, the bets were rolling in, Matt. I think we'll just kind of go down the line now. Uh, Matt, you've already, on Sunday... You threw the challenge flag on my assessment of some of these bets. I did. I threw that flag. Uh, and um, so we're we're going to look at the evidence very hard on these. But Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. All of your red flagged bets are all based around halftime. Is that fair? Um. So I had two challenges. Yeah. Uh, I recall. I recall the stage. The stage one. Yeah, the entrance, how Justin Timberlake entered at halftime. How Justin Timberlake entered, I I challenged that one. Yep, and the set list. What was the other challenge that... What songs songs were played. Song, okay, that's right, yeah, Yeah. song. Okay, so... Um, So, for those of you listening at home, I challenged Sean um, based on... He claimed that that, that he would get the points for Justin Timberlake's entrance onto the stage. Uh, onto his halftime show. Um, he's uh, claimed that he would enter from the concourse uh, slash audience, right? Yeah. 
And um, I claim that he would rise from the bottom of the stage. Yep. John Jennings, I have to admit that you were right. Oh, okay. I, I actually rewatched the video today uh, in preparation for this show. Um, and I got confused because I thought that the initial entrance was, I thought that when he was like singing and doing the song, I thought that was the stage. I didn't realize it was just a really, really long catwalk yeah. that led to the actual stage. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess while I was watching it, I, I, maybe I was tweeting or something. That's I, I perfectly fine. No no so, shame in that. Um, I'll concede that point to you for sure. Fair enough. But Fair enough. I am going to maintain the second challenge, uh-huh. which was that I, I do believe that uh, he snuck... Um, uh, what goes around in there? Okay, um, Matt, somewhere. I want to. I want to. In, the... in an effort to drive up the tension, I want to. Le- we'll do that one last. Okay. And then we'll we'll get all the way. And then that spoiler alert may end up being the deciding point. So <laughs> let's leave that to the last one. Let's start at the top and we'll work our th- way through, and, and we'll do that one last. Fair enough. Sure thing. Okay. Um, now, for the people watching the video version, I'm going to put up on screen here. Matt, this is exciting. You're on the phone, so you can't see it. Uh, I have my <laughs> iPad projecting to the screen, and I can use it like a telestrator, like on the football. I can circle stuff, and they'll see it right on the screen. I've got the actual list I used during the game with all my notes on it. And so go to our YouTube page and check out the video version, and here we go. I can actually take the pen here, and I can circle this, and then I can I can draw a little a little smiley face. And look, you can see it right there on the screen. Isn't that neat, Matt? You can't see it. I know it's not as exciting, but it's exciting for me. It's an easy way for us to track it, Matt. Let's start with the first one right up at the top, and that would be the National Anthem, sung by none other than uh, Grammy Award-winning music artist Pink! No, the I. You know, I say Pink! Exclamation point, but the exclamation point is the I, so it really should be P-N-K. Yeah. Um, Now, Matt, uh, we both bet the anthem would take more than two minutes, and historically, it, it almost always does. Uh, last year's Super Bowl was about 220, give or take. And uh, Matt, I knew about 30 seconds in, Pink was goddamn hustling. Now, as you mentioned, she had a cold. I'm pretty sure she just wanted to get it over as fast as possible. And I have not seen anywhere. This may be a Super Bowl record for National Anthem, but she did it in a one minute and 53 seconds, well under the two-minute mark. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this one was um, very much a surprise to me. Um, I don't know. How did you feel about that? Um, I had never heard her sing the national anthem before, so I didn't know what to expect, you know? Because there's some artists who sing the national anthem a lot, and you're like, oh, they always sing it at a certain amount of time. And so for her, I didn't know what to expect. I'm not surprised she went under. I mean, she she doesn't strike me as a very kind of flourished singer. You know what I mean? She doesn't tend to kind of overdo it like a lot of these artists do. Lady Gaga last year really hammed it up. So I'm not I'm not super surprised that that's the case. Um. Yeah, no, this this one surprised me just because, I mean, Pink can really belt it out. Not that not that she was going to try to ham it or anything, but I I was under the impression that she was going to um, do a little more uh, 
do a little more like um, like you're just having fun. Um, but then again, I, I really do think that that, that flu, that cold uh, kept her from doing that. And, you know, who can really anticipate that? No, so, no. And she did a great uh, job. It, it, it was a good reason. It was it was unbelievable. I, I thought even with the, the, the flu, she was getting like kind of panned uh, by critics online. But in the moment, not knowing that she had the flu, I thought she did a phenomenal, I agree. phenomenal performance. Very so. good. Yep. So um, neither of us get points on that one uh, because we agreed and it was over uh, that it would be over and it was not. So yeah, score at this moment zero zero. Um, Matt, let's talk about one other thing that kind of overarched the day: the presidential tweets. You and I we made about how many times would our president tweet both on Sunday and during the game? Now uh, you took a little bit of a higher number. You said four times overall on Sunday. Two of those during the game. I took the low end. I said. Doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to tweet a lot during the game. I said one on Sunday and zero during the game, and I'm very excited to announce that I was 100% correct on both counts. He tweeted once on Sunday uh, about the South Carolina train crash and tweeted zero times during the game, so that uh, awards two points to me. Okay. Um, yeah, this this is one that I kind of wanted back as soon as I took it. I I, I knew that, I mean... Going in, I, I had the feeling that it would have been much, much safer uh, to take the lower number, because uh, especially just given our track record, um, a lot of the times when we bet quantity things, it, we usually tend to we tend to over um, kind of oversell. Yep. A lot of uh, you know a lot of it. Um, so. Uh, the congratulations on that one, on that uh, that little win there. Hey Matt, when um, when, the, when the president tweets less, we all win. So, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. No complaints. Uh, so that was good. So that puts me up to nothing at this point. Uh, Matt, the coin toss. This is always a fun one. I think this is the only one we've done, other than winner and MVP. The only one we've done all three years. You have won the last two, picking tails both times. Uh, but the law of probability was finally on my side. This time, it came up heads, uh, which gives me a point. Hmm. Yeah, this, um, I was going tails for the third time in a row. Really thought third time was going to be the charm. Yep. Um, you know, win some, you lose some. Uh, that, was, that was definitely, I have to say, for me personally, uh, the, the toughest... Uh, Toughest loss of the night. Really? Why is that? Because because you just it wanted really to keep was. that record um, going. I yeah I I really just wanted to I wanted to get that coin toss right every year. I really did. Uh, I thought I had a pretty good chance getting the past two, and uh, dang, as soon as it came up heads, I was really really uh, bummed out. I was not. But, uh, I was quite excited. I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. It was a thrill for me. Cool. So that puts me up 3 nothing. Uh, let's go ahead and touch on the halftime show. Uh, we already talked about the entrance, so I won't, I won't uh, repeat that. Uh, but you had rise up from the stage floor. I had enter from the field, and I get the point on that one. Uh, I thought it was a neat... You know, I, I will give Timberlake credit for the sort of interacting with the crowd portions, both when you know he came out from the crowd and then interacted, you know, at the end went up into the crowd, which I can't recall ever having a halftime performer do. So 
um i think i think that was a nice a nice thing to watch yeah um i was thinking that myself i mean coldplay almost did it they i mean they came out with the audience um but he was kind of the lead singer was kind of on his own uh singing amidst the crowd um, but they didn't re they didn't really re-enter and, and physically become a presence with the, with the crowd like uh, like Justin did. Yeah, uh, and then of course you had Selfie Kid out there. Oh boy, internet selfies. meme Selfie Kid. Yep. Gosh. Well, that's what was fun about it. I mean, those people on the field, uh, you know, are like purpose. All they do is the field stuff. I mean, they're not fans in the stands. I mean, those are special people brought in just to do that. When you go up in the stands. I mean, that's just anybody. Anything can happen. Yeah. yeah. Anything can happen. Very bold move. Speaking of bold moves, um, I went ahead and bet that Sync was going to show up, which was my stupid bet of of the <laughs> of the night. I took took the long odds on that one, and uh, I absolutely blew it. So congratulations, hey, I man. I definitely wouldn't feel too bad about that one. Uh, it was a long shot. It was definitely a long shot. But uh, I mean, who who didn't want to see that happen? I think it would have, that would have been really cool, um, and you would have felt amazing if it had happened. So, definitely a long shot. I, I don't think there's much shame in it. No, you know, hey man, win big or go home. You know, that's what they. Exactly. they you you got to bet big to win big. So, I took the gamble on that and lost. Still think it would have been cool if they'd shown up, but they did not. Now, uh, we are going to skip the halftime set list for the moment. Let's go ahead to to some of the scoring stuff towards the end of the game, Matt. We bet which will be greater. The longest field goal or the longest reception of the game? Now, do you remember no, the answer to this one? Uh, I do, actually. Um, so many, many um, field goals went wrong in this game. Uh, I remember that the the Patriots kicked a relatively long one in the first half. Yep. Right. Um, yep. And. Uh, the Eagles not really. I don't think not a lot of field goals. Not a lot of field. Not goals. really a whole lot of field goals. Period. No. Uh, a couple of missed extra points that were quite bizarre. Yes. Yes. Um, that that kind of bad ball placement on the ground. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that the. I think we. I think we won this one, didn't we? No, sadly, Matt, we took the field goal as being the longest. We did. We did, um, and that was absolutely not correct. What actually ended up happening was, uh, I took notes here, uh, in the second quarter, Foles passed to Clement, 55 yards, the longest oh, reception of the game. Okay. In the second quarter, the Pats kicked the longest field goal of the game at only 45 yards. So, 45, yeah. Yep, so okay. it was about a 10-yard 10, uh, 10 gap there. So, Which is, you know, to be honest, the more I think about it, when you've got Tom Brady and, and Nick Foles who had been playing well, we probably should have taken the reception. Like they, I, I don't think in the Super Bowl they kick a lot of fifty-plus yard field goals. We I, we probably could have researched that one better in retrospect. Yeah, a lot, a lot of teams don't want to go for that long shot, and we should have been thinking. I mean, when you're playing against New England, uh, you kind of. Uh, the way to beat them is to go for it and, and be a little bit less conservative. Well, this uh, is the, the points. This is the Eagles team that put up like forty something points on the Vikings the week before. You know, I mean, they were they were high scoring touchdown team. So, you know, with with a rookie kicker, 
that that the Eagles had. So it uh, it was kind of kind of odd that we picked field goal. So neither of us got points for Indeed. that. That puts our current score at me for you one. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, this was a uh, a bet rec- uh, suggested to us by fan of the show Dan Miller. Thanks, Dan. Uh, he was really hoping one of the teams would get shut out, which has never happened in a Super Bowl. Um, he even said he'd even take if someone was shut out at the half. Um, the score was nine to three in the first like half of the first quarter. So um, we both said it wouldn't happen. Therefore, we both get a point for that. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I'm really glad uh, there wasn't a shutout, or it would have been really boring. So. Um, at the Super Bowl, I, I do you think Sean? Do you think we will ever? Um, do you think there will ever be a shutout Super Bowl? Do you think we will ever live to see it? I mean, Matt, you got to remember. I mean, we went fifty Super Bowls before we had an overtime Super Bowl. You know, we we we've right. gone fifty and never had a team play in their own stadium. Um, part of that's it's not quite as fair because there are reasons why they half the league will never have a Super Bowl in their stadium. So, but I think yeah, I think it's absolutely possible. I think it's extremely unlikely. I think if your team is good enough to get to the Super Bowl, I think you have an offense and a defense, you know, versus one another who are going to put up some amount of points. I think it would be incredibly. Some team would just have to absolutely just implode epically. Um, for that to happen, but I, I would not say it's impossible by any stretch. Yeah, I was thinking an injury scenario, like if if a if a really key impact player got injured. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe in a Super Bowl match. Maybe, but again, I, I think I think a team that gets to the Super Bowl historically has got to be pretty well balanced. So I think you know we we uh, Patriots one of their one of their biggest receivers got carted off with an injury. I mean, short of Gronk or Tom Brady, probably the one of the biggest players. Who could uh, who could get injured? So I think I think I think I think it would be really tough. I really think a team would just have to melt down for that to for that to happen. Yeah, but you never know. No question about it. You never know. I mean, teams have been held. What's the? We looked this up. The lowest scoring Super Bowl finale, I think, was like seven points. So yeah, one touch, uh, you know, Miami, prevent one touchdown. Yeah, prevent one touchdown and it's a zero yeah. game. So right, right. And for all I know, I never saw that. Could have been a garbage time touchdown at the end because they were getting blown out and the deep, you know. So it's hey, anything's possible. Uh, now Matt, we had another bet. This was personally one of my favorite bets because it was just so goddamn weird. Which was which is greater, <laughs> the number of completions mm-hmm. Tom Brady throws or the number of points Kevin Durant scores when the Warriors took on the Nuggets in that Saturday's game. Now, uh, I picked Kevin Durant, you picked Tom Brady, and uh, Matt, this was a very close one. Yeah. Only, uh, um, yes. <laughs> I was, uh, th- this one I, I was, like, I was a little bit confused about going in, but it really turned out to be a, uh, one of the more exciting bets that we made in the night. Well, it was great, because we knew, you know, the game was on Saturday, obviously, so we knew... We knew how many Tom Brady had to get to. So for those who who didn't happen to see, and we talked about this last week, Durant was actually on a bit of a scoring dry spell. He'd done like, in the two previous games, he had scored like 10 and 12. It was very low. Um, And I said he was going to have a big comeback game. He did. He scored 30 against the Nuggets. So we knew that was the number Tom Brady had to beat. However, Tom Brady was averaging, in terms of completions throughout the season, you know, 20, 25. It was not unreasonable for him to get to 30. Matt, 
in a in a game where Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards, he managed to have 28 completions and fell just short of Kevin Durant yeah. giving me the point. Yeah, really, really good bet there. Um, can't even be too mad about that one just because it was so close. Honestly, it could it really Dang that it. that's the kind of fun bets I like when we do on the show where it genuinely could have gone either way. I mean, it was it yes. was really anything could have happened. Durant could have had a bad night, missed one or two threes, and this whole bet's different. So it's kind of kind of fun in that way. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll probably do a similar one next year as well. I think that was a good one. Um, now, Matt, of course, we did one of our one of our more famous bets, one of the more famous prop bets when it comes to Super Bowl. The color of the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach, in this case, Doug Peterson of the Eagles. Uh, you said, Matt, clear was your choice. I chose orange. And unsurprisingly, they dumped Eagles green on Doug. But why we didn't pick that is utterly baffling. But No, I, I, the Eagles green? I, I'm pretty sure it was yellow. It, well, it, it was like a green lime color. I mean, it was light yeah, green, it was, it was yellowish. Yeah, it was a green lime. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pretty expected. I mean, I, I guess it, the, the the bet should have come down to if you think the Eagles were going to win, if one of us thought the Eagles were going to win, we probably should have picked green. Yeah, and um, neither of us picked red or blue for the Patriots. We picked clear, and I, why the hell I picked orange? Orange. Well, then you you justified it by saying that was Gatorade's uh, corporate marketing colors. color. Corporate yeah. color. Yeah. Um, well, green is green is their other corporate color. I'm I'm not very good at this. And and, and so is clear. Yeah. Big mistake um, on my part. Yeah, but I I still maintain that that's completely random. I, I really don't think there's any rhyme yep. or reason to the color of the Gatorade. That's that's just like picking heads or tails, really. Yep. Yep. So, so for another year, that's now. Three years in a row, neither of us have gotten that one. So, we'll try again next year. <laughs> someday, at least someday we saw it this year. Get the uh, yes, and that that's true. Usually, we have to go back and and rewatch it or yep. uh, watch some some cut footage or something. Yep, yep, that worked out well. Um, now, Matt, let's get to the end of the game. Uh, the winner and the MVP. Now, for those who listened to last week's episode, Matt, you changed your mind at the last minute. You had picked the Patriots, and you said, nah, you know what, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Turns out, that was for sure the right call. Yeah, um, I, I, you know what, I, that, was a, that was actually me kind of listening to my gut rather than listening to... All all logic of the universe. There, yep. I, I was just kind of, you know, I, I picked the outcome that I wanted to see. Ultimately, um, as uh, as un, un, uh, unappealing as it was, um, just just another team other than the Patriots. Seeing them win is good enough for me. So, um, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a gutsy call. I definitely didn't think it was going to be the right one going in, mm-hmm. but uh, after they put up those first two touchdowns, things were um, things were, were seemed to be looking in a in a different direction. Well, it was a good pick. Now, of course, we also each picked the score. Um, we're usually not very close. Uh, you said it was going to be Eagles twenty seventeen. I said Patriots twenty eight twenty four. The final score, of course. 
the Eagles 41, New England 33, a much higher scoring game than either of us thought uh, thought was going to happen. So no points awarded for that, but uh, but fun nonetheless. Uh, now, yeah. of course, the um, M- yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, no, just going to say that uh, we really couldn't have pegged that more wrong. We thought it was going to be like a very low, relatively low. I, I would say I, I thought it was going to be relatively low scoring. You're, you're more like a like a moderate typical game, but boy, gosh, it was a uh, absolute shootout. Well, to be offenses. To be fair, I had also assumed that some of the defense was going to show up. So, yeah, you know, could couldn't have predicted that. Now, uh, the MVP of the game, of course, partially depending. Although I think there's been one time in Super Bowl's history where the MVP came from the losing team. Technically, that can happen, uh, but it usually doesn't. So, of course, based on who we picked, I had picked Tom Brady, assuming the Patriots going to win, and you picked Super Bowl MVP. Nick Foles, which I I'm pretty <laughs> yep. sure I laughed out loud at when you said that. So I you, a lot of a lot of credit and points for that. You know, it's a, it's a sentence that you uh, don't really imagine yourself ever hearing or saying in real life. Yep. Um, I'm sure even Nick Foles didn't ever really expect it. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to give the guy credit. Heck of a game that he played out there um you were yeah you were hysterically you like just couldn't believe that if the eagles won they would give the their mvp award to nick Foles. you were like so sure they were going to give it to like zach Ertz or like ajai or something well i figured if they won it wasn't because of nick Foles. i figured it was because of someone else it was you know someone else (laughs) had done you know it was like maybe their kicker kicked 100 field goals or something no, it's just, I think it's just tradition. It's, you know, especially since this was their first Super Bowl win, it was tradition to uh, to give it to the quarterback. You give it to the QB. Um, whether or not he's, like, totally 100% deserving of it is not really an issue. Yep. Just kind of goes to him. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't even think Nick Foles was, uh, <laughs> was expecting that. Um, oh, you know what we should have bet, Sean? I have a, a another prop bet that we should have made over what? here is um, which comedian would be denied access to the <laughs> uh, MVP area? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was great. I love yeah. that. Oh, my God. I saw on the screen. I'm like, wait a second. That kind of looks like uh, Kevin Hart. What's he <laughs> doing Hart. there? Get out of there, Kevin well, Hart. Which comedian, the hint is the same answer, which comedian would be uh, rambling drunk on the NFL Network's um, post-game report? Also Kevin Hart. Damn. That is right. I'm sorry. I was I was I was uh, thinking about Matt. Our final bet of the night. So if you total up the points so far, uh, you have got one, two, three, four points, and I have got one, two, three, four, five, six points. So I'm up by two at this point uh, with a score of six to four. And which I, that's what I was getting confused at because I think I totaled up something wrong on Super Bowl Sunday. Ah. Because the final score that I came up with there it does not add up 
for whatever reason. Oh, are we having a? Uh, no, I think I'm right La-la now. I, I mean, I was doing a, I was doing a lot of tweeting, so it would not surprise mm-hmm. me if I. I think last year too, I fucked up the score on Sunday, if I remember correctly. Man, this is why we need to hire interns. On it, well, yeah, we need. This is why we need a central officiating office. This is why we need the guys in. New, we can call up New York, and they'll have all the angles, and they'll be able to put together a final ruling quickly. Sixty seconds, Absolutely. you know. Um, but I think we have it now, Matt. And the final bet of the evening that could decide it here with our six to four current score. The set list. We've done this the last couple of years, where we each pick three songs we think will come up during the uh, Super Bowl halftime, will be performed, of course, this time by Justin Timberlake. Matt, you took the three songs, Mirrors, Filthy, off his new album, and What Goes Around also. Um, And then I chose Can't Stop the Feeling, Rock Your Body, and then some sort of song or medley with the Lonely Island guys, which was another one of my odd bets of the night. Now, Matt, the ones we agree on is that they definitely performed, uh, from your list, Mirrors and Filthy, correct? He, uh, yes, he opened with Filthy. That was the first song. And, of course, Mirrors. They actually held up Mirrors, which actually I thought was kind of a cool moment. Uh, so you'll get mm-hmm. uh, two points for that. And then um, I bet uh, two songs, Can't Stop the Feeling and Rock Your Body, both were performed. Can't Stop the Feeling was the last one of the evening. And, of course, Rock Your Body as well. Now, Matt, the interesting thing, and I didn't realize this, uh, but if you add that up, that puts the current score at 8-6. to six. So regardless of what happens to what goes around, you've lost. I had, um, I had it as a one-point score on Sunday, and now suddenly it's a two-point yeah. score. So why, wait, why, why is it a two-point score? What this, I'm, ve- I'm so confused, because I ended, I ended, assuming you didn't get what goes around, I ended it with a 7-6 to six score. Now I have it. Right. Somehow I got an extra point somewhere. Oh, this sounds a little well, bit suspicious uh, here. Again, I and I'm trying to figure you out where have I to forgive me. So but... hang on, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to bore the folks at home, but we're gonna try. I'm Matt. You add up as I go through these, okay? Okay. Along with me. I'll help you. And, out and this here. is from these are directly from Twitter, so I'm reading the timeline from Sunday, okay? And we'll see if if I yeah. screwed up there we'll or what. We'll straighten but, this out. The anthem, nobody gets a point, so it's zero zero. Okay, I get a point for the coin t- coin flip. Mm-hmm. The shutout game, we both get a point, so it's two to one, right? Yep, yep. Okay, then we get to the uh, halftime songs. We both got two correct, so it goes from two one to four three. Yes. Okay, so it's four three. InSync did not show up, so you get a point. That's 4-4. Four, four. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, he it. entered from the field, so I get a point. That's 5-4. Okay? Then um, the uh, Brady versus Durant, I get a point, so that's 6-4. No, mm-hmm. no points for the Gatorade dump. The Eagles won and Foles is MVP, so that's two more points for you. So that what's that now? So I have it. Uh, it was that. Was it? It was four four. Yeah. So six four. Right, and then I got two points for the presidential tweets. So that's six six. Right. Six six. What am I missing? 
Now we're missing two points. Why are we so bad um, at this? What the hell is going on? See, this is why we need to hire accountants. Okay, Matt, fuck Twitter. Let's. I, I'm so sorry to the folks at home who have to listen to this. <laughs> I am looking at my iPad with the list of bets as copied down. I'm going to count off your points and then my points. Yeah, here we go. Okay? So the bets we got no points on, the Anthem, the Witch's Greater Field Goal or Reception, and the Gatorade Dump. So no points on those, okay? No points for those. You yeah. with me so far? I'm okay. with you. Now, you got the following points. No in sync. One. No shutout. Two. I'm adding as I go through. Eagles win. That's a total of three. Nick Foles is the MVP. That's a total of four. And you got two points for the set list. That's six. Your score is six. Sound fair? Six. Yeah. Of okay. course. So don't forget that number. Your score is six. I got points for um, the shutout. That's one. Durant, that's two. I got enter from the field is three. Coin flip is four. Two from the president is six. And then two songs from the set list is eight. So it's eight to six, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened on Twitter. Why these don't add up. We're going to have to get the guys at NASA to look at this. Because I must have. The guys have, at NASA? I must have missed. Oh, you know what it is? The seven to six didn't. Incl- okay. Duh. Pff, duh. Uh, God, I'm so stupid. Uh, what it did, I didn't count the extra Trump point because Sunday t- wasn't technically over, so he could have tweeted. So oh, I held off. That's where the eighth point oh, came okay. from. God, I'm so stupid. Interesting, I yeah. God damn. All right, anyway, so it's eight yeah, to six. Okay. So regardless of the set list, I've won, but we all can right, talk about no it. No matter what, you still, yeah. Why do you think he um, sang this song, despite all the evidence I, I just, to the contrary? At what point I did really he sing feel it? Like, I, I feel like it was right before um, he went into mirror like his final song of the night i feel like he didn't now now you can make a case for sure because he didn't actually sing the lyrics at all what but i just i remember hearing like the just kind of like i'm like a uh almost like a just like a, a medley or not a medley uh, the melody i hearing the melody of the song um what goes around well but that doesn't count as him performing it no, well, I think it does. I think it still counts as him performing it, but it doesn't count as him singing it. I would have, I would have fought hard for that one, but well, and it the only, doesn't matter anyway. I mean, it's entirely possible they did. I didn't catch it. I don't know the song that well. The only thing I would say to sort of disagree with your point is that um, many publications, from CBS News to Sports Illustrated to Bleacher Report, all published set lists of the performance, and none of them listed it. So. Mm. That's that's my only that's my only argument. If Matt, if you are sitting here telling me you really want the point, you can have it because I don't really care. You're, no, I mean, you're, it, it doesn't really matter anyway. You you um, can have so, it. Um. Also, I don't I don't really have much of the way of evidence. I just remember, I just remember hearing it and going like, "Oh, okay, that's like that's my song that that yeah, uh, I put money on." Yeah, no, you don't. You, you don't really have the any. The point evidence. is totally moot. Yes, um, I I just wanted there to be some kind of controversy because well, I was, was hoping for I was hoping for any kind of controversy at all after that game. Like such a clean game. I'm not used to these clean games, Sean. No, there was no challenges in the Super Bowl. I want some kind of some kind of crazy thing to happen. Crazy unexpected thing. Now there was a crazy unexpected moment, Sean. Did you experience that like uh, that weird? Oh, the blackout. 
Blackout, yeah. Yeah, the commercial Blackout, yeah. 30 seconds long. Yep. It's very bizarre. Yep. Probably got a whole bunch of people fired. Yep. Well, apparently what happened was, I don't know if this is interesting for anyone, but apparently throughout the Super Bowl, there um, there's the national ads, but then there's slots to for the local stations to insert their own local ads. And I guess apparently it was a problem at the local level, not the national level. That would have been one of the local ads. Um, oh, okay. And it just didn't, I don't know what communication issue there was but no ad apparently in like some small percentage of america they did see an ad and i guess in just a certain chunk of america that just the ads never got inserted so a lot of lost money on uh on that one for sure sure just the fact that it was a super bowl i'm sure heads rolled right yeah i'm sure they had a lot of issues uh in the in the control room on that one um but there you go matt Super Bowl prop bets three is officially over. Your your reign of terror has come to an end, and I'm happy to claim victory uh, in in this Super Bowl prop bets challenge. Uh, I am the greatest. So, well, uh, yeah, I'll give you that for for, for now. For it was now. a pleasure competing against you. I can't wait Likewise. for our return next year. Likewise, um, and I, I shall return. How about this, Matt? How about this? For for how about we do this? This will be fun. Next year's Super Bowl prop bets. Let's bet right now, the winner of which gets one bonus point towards their total next year. So this is this could be a game changer. Okay. And these, we've always been close. Matt, who do you think will be playing in the Super Bowl next year? Give me two teams who will be playing in Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, Georgia at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Not the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. They are different. Um... Well, I think next year's match will be between. Huh. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. To about would you it like here. me to go first? Yeah, I would like you to go first. Okay. Give, me, give me one minute here. Okay. Take your time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that the I think next year's Super Bowl. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get crazy here because I don't think either of us are even gonna be close because who would have predicted? <laughs> well, actually, people would have predicted the Patriots, but I don't think anyone would have predicted the Eagles. So, um, mm. I think next year is going to be a a super battle in the Super Bowl um, against the NFC uh, Los Angeles Rams versus the AFC. Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's going to be the battle Whoa. of the perennial losers in the Super Bowl. Hey, that'd be that'd be exciting to watch. I think I think I think Jacksonville will either coach up Bortles or they'll get somebody in one of the you know Kirk Cousins or somebody hot in free agency. Uh, and I think the the Rams played a really good season. I think they learned a lot. I think they'll make some good off seasons moves. And that's I I don't find it likely, but that's going to be my pick because I think it would be boring. I could pick. Patriots Vikings or Patriots Eagles. I think that would be very boring. So I'm not going to do that. No, uh, Rams Rams Jacksonville is a good. That's a good uh, good pick. Um, Sean, I'm going to go with my former team, uh, the New Orleans Saints. I was going to say, don't sleep NFC. on the Saints. Yeah, I'm going to say that the uh, Saints are going to be in it. Um, they're going to be playing. See, I, I don't want to say, don't want to say the Patriots. Again, uh, but gosh, I might have to say the Patriots again. I might have to say it's going to be Saints Patriots. God, that'd be awesome. (laughs) 
That's the one we were waiting for this I year. I know. But, oh, my uh, God. That would have been so great. Yeah. Um, Saints-Patriots is my, uh, my choice. All right. Good choice. Good choice. couple uh, good teams. Minnesota, Minnesota, New England, another likelihood there. Jacksonville, I still think, has another year or two before it really gets the – although, I mean, they made it the championship this, this year. But, like, uh, who would have thought that? Um, I, you know, I still think they got another year or two of uh, kind of hashing some things out, especially particularly um, with their with their defense. So I will say, be. don't if they're healthy, don't sleep on the Houston Texans. I'm telling you, they got uh, what's his face, the rookie quarterback whose name I can't think of. <laughs> oh, um, who got hurt? Uh, were no um uh Zeke Z- no uh no the, he won the Heisman he won the national championship with Clemson ah God you're killing me you're killing me the what the, is his name he he, run, he runs good ah uh I I can see him too I can just I can see his face Deshaun Watson Thank you. Okay. Yes. No. If and if they if if that team can stay healthy, they're going to be a powerhouse. And I'll give you another another team not to sleep on, uh, which is going to be uh, it, which is going to be the Chiefs. Don't sleep on the Chiefs. They got Patrick Mahomes in there now, uh, who everyone is saying is looking really hot, and they've got a a, a solid defense, and they got Car- uh, Hunt on the running game. Don't sleep on the Chiefs either. Yeah. Gosh, next year is going to be uh. I hope Hopefully so. some good football. Hopefully so. some real good football uh, since they're bringing back the XFL. So. Yes. Well, and I was going to say, Matt, you know, for all your football coverage from the combine to the draft to free agency to, to kickoff, come here to, for Up for Debate, the Ultimate Sports Podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and we know exactly what we're talking about. We know the sports good. Yes. We do the sports. Um, now, yeah. Matt, we've got to wrap up this episode, but before we do, I was going to share this with you offline, but I think it might be more fun to do it on the show, Matt. Uh, this is our our, our um, listener comment corner, Matt. We got some of our first ever <laughs> YouTube comments. Whoa, really? Yes. You're on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, you're not, <laughs> but I am. Ah. Uh, and the show is. And Matt, this comment, these it's two comments, but they kind of go together. We're so good that I couldn't not read them on the show, and it was on our episode 99 where we recapped The Last Jedi. Uh, Trex32 wrote, How is this a debate? You both agree. This movie was a steaming pile of crap. The mere fact that you have to give characters something to do... uh, And then that's the end of that comment. The English is terrible. And and then the next comment says... And then the next one says, You loved it, but you rewrote the entire ending in your mind. Um, Canto, which was the, the casino scene was 37 minutes of nothing. I loved it. Name another movie where 37 of it were entirely a waste of time and you loved it. So um, Matt, I thought, that, how is this a debate? You both agree. 2001 a space odyssey. It, <laughs> I think, I think that's our new tagline and I'm going to put that on, on all of our merchandise. How is this a debate? You both agree. How is this a debate? You both agree. Yep. That's pretty much the whole, um, that's, that's the, like the whole premise of this of this whole thing. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's something that I, we've definitely said many times. Uh, I don't know why we, we, we're, we're part of this is a debate exactly. Yep. 
Um, yep. you know what? For YouTube comments, those were pretty great. Uh, they didn't they didn't hope that we die in a He's fire. not wrong. They I don't they I don't disagree about our families. We do so, agree too um, much, and you know, we we did say a lot of nice things about a movie good. we then complained a bunch about. So, <laughs> he, I don't disagree. I really, you know, that's the worst that YouTube is going to throw at us. Like, bring it on! Pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so thank you to Trex32. If anyone out there wants to leave us a comment, we might read it on the show, uh, on either on the, the video versions on YouTube or on SoundCloud as well. We see those comments. So, uh, Also, if you have feedback for us, UpForDebateTV at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us or tweet at us at UpForDebateTV, um, which is always a hoot for us. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Our website, UpForDebate.tv, has all this information that I just told you. In addition to all the places you can get the show, it's great on Overcast at Overcast.fm. You can get it on iTunes as well, anywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud as well. Uh, and I will do a tease for our episode next week, uh, which will be a lot of fun. We are going to have another edition of our Up for Debate book club, Matt. And we have a book you chose this time of Dyson Men, A History of D&D. Have you finished the book yet? Oh, gosh, I have. All right, and is there anything uh, you'd like to say? Because we want to get people to listen to the episode. So how are you going to you know excite what? them? I really did not hate it. Oh my god, is that really the best didn't. you've got? got... <laughs> well, you I mean, you were really you really had me scared. Um you were kind of warning me about I it. I lowered your expectations pretty good. Uh, you did, which was good. Um wasn't easily wasn't the best thing I've ever read, but uh, I, I felt like some points were, were a struggle, uh, but for the most part, no, I, I, I thought, um, I was a thing that I read and, and <laughs> it was I a didn't book. hate it. Yeah. Good. Well, the, Hey, maybe we'll have something, maybe we'll disagree next week. Um, yeah, actually. So Shrek was Shrek 132. Shrek's 32. Shrek 32. Yeah. Yeah, Shrek 32, you might, you know, listen in and uh, you might be pleasantly surprised. Exactly. What a good tease. So go get it. Go get your copy of Of Dice and Men now. Read it this week and join us next week in episode 104 as we recap that. But we've got to wrap it up here. So thanks, everybody, so much for joining us. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Uh, We'll be back next year for more Super Bowl prop bets, but back next week with more great content. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Uh, We appreciate you being here and we'll see you next time for more Up for Debate. Thanks, guys. 